this is our first time doing this together and we're hoping that we'll go through some queries and help some authors that are out there in the query universe to make their queries better, right? Yes, absolutely. I love it. Thank you to everyone who's already submitted their query letters to us through our our query conundrums email. If you have them, keep them coming. We'd love to have them in there. We just randomly, I guess I say, I keep saying we, we did something, but really I did something. I (laughs) randomly picked just three query letters and pulled them out. And those are the ones that we're going to look at today. I did read through them in advance just so I would make sure to cut any identifying information out of them. And I'm not going to be reading any bios because I feel like that's too personal, but I can give a little bit of tips on the bios that are read. But things to know about me, I'm not a great reader out loud. So I will probably stumble. I will probably pronounce words wrong. I will probably pronounce character names wrong, but I am just doing my best. So please forgive me if I do that. So say la vie, such is life. So I was the kid in school that like when everyone would read out loud, right? Like I would mentally account like how many kids were ahead of me. And then I would find what section I was supposed to read. And I would try to read it over and over and over again, and almost memorize it before I had to read it out loud because I just was, I just, I hate reading out loud. And then I would never know what really what was going on in the story because I was just so focused on that one little part that I had to read out loud. Same here, actually. Same here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I hope some people can relate with me on that one because that was, I hated that. Okay. So let's, should we just get started? Absolutely. Lead the way. Okay. Again, I pronounced something wrong. I apologize in advance. I'm just doing my best. Dear name, it was my pleasure to present my novel book title, one that is XX per your manuscript wishlist request. This story is a dual POV YA contemporary complete at 92.8K words, blending the literary narrative structure And the discussion of mental health and voice in Kelly Lloyd Gilbert's We Were Infinite. Vincent Lim is a social outcast, unable to escape his depression and the rumors spread by his ex-best friend. Ivy is the outgoing yearbook editor navigating her first breakup while sharing the same friends as her ex. So when Vincent unexpectedly wins a yearbook superlative, he suddenly pushed back into the spotlight and into Ivy's world. The talkative girl can barely hold a conversation with the guarded introvert, but once they become online friends on Discord, they discover more similarities than they would have thought. Vincent and Ivy become best friends, growing close over late-night Discord calls and League of Legends games. Yet Vincent still keeps secrets to himself, including his growing crush on Ivy and battle with depression. When their bond is threatened by unrequited feelings and online rumors surrounding their friendship, they're at risk at losing their connection. Next part is the bio. And then it says, thank you for your consideration. I look forward to hearing from you. What do you think? What do I think? Okay. Yeah, what do you think? I'll just jump right into it. I will start from the top. I always like to tell people, so the first paragraph was very generic because they were trying to show that they would personalize it but without personalizing it right so mm-hmm. that makes sense it was my pleasure to, to send you title book whatever per your manuscript wish list request which is fine and great 
I'm one of those agents that think that you don't really need to personalize it if you don't really have anything personal to say. So if you're just going to like reverberate your my own manuscript wish, wish list at me, you don't really have to do that if you don't want to. I, I'm not going to ding you any points if you do. I just, it's not really necessary. If you met me at a conference, tell me. If we talked on Twitter, tell me. Those kinds of things I think are more personalized. So if you don't really have anything personal to say, I would say don't really stress out about the whole personalization piece of it. Any thoughts for you, Lane? I And it's funny because I do that with editors, I feel. And it always feels weird. And I always think, shit, they're going to suss it out. So I, I think you're right not needing to personalize something. And I think when you personalize inauthentically, it's obvious. I get a lot saying, Oh, I I saw that you love Frankenstein's. And I'm like, that's, yes, it's true. You obviously did your research. Yeah. I just don't think that it's something you have to stress out too much about. If you really don't have anything personal to say, at the end of the day, it should really more be about the story, not about anything that has to do with me personally. Moving on. Okay. So the next part, it gives us the, what I call the metadata. So it says, it's telling us it's a dual point of view story. It's giving us the genre. It's a YA contemporary. It's giving us the word count, 92.8K. It's giving us how it's written. And it gave us some comps, which I think is great. The one note I would make about that paragraph is 92.8 is a little high for a YA contemporary story, especially for having letters involved. It's just how long is this book page count wise going to be if there's like these vignettes and also prose? I don't know, but I would probably just from a glance, obviously I haven't read it. It could be perfect at 92,000, but just as a glance, my my mind is already saying it's probably 12,000 words too long. So we're looking at 80,000 words. I think 80,000 is that stop off point really for YA contemporary but obviously some do go longer again this is just based on the query letter nothing else right do you have a a point where in your mind like a YA contemporary should stop or you don't really do contemporary yeah I don't really do contemporary I do horror but for some reason I'm thinking of issue driven books that tend to be longer maybe I'm thinking of the hate you give I think that was long I think it's no. only thousand word range. It's not. Oh, okay. I don't do YA except for YA horror. So <laughs> my understanding of it is limited. <laughs> Lane cannot help you in this whatsoever. Again, it could be perfect. It could feel pacing fine. But just from a quick glance, 92,000, I'm already like, mm, is it too long? That's my question that's going off in my head. That's all I'm saying. Then we get into the meat of the query, like the body of it. And we easily, we quickly get, there's two people, right? There's Vincent and there's Ivy. The issues that I had was that I couldn't tell if Ivy was the ex-best friend because the way it flowed into each other, right? Vincent's an outcast and he has these rumors spread by his ex-best friend. And then we learn about Ivy. So is Ivy the ex-best friend? I wasn't quite sure. Or did she just happen to be a part of the same group? I don't know. That I found a little bit confusing. I left myself a note here. But I did think it it did well at telling us who they both are. I just didn't understand their relationship to each other. Okay. The next part about the 
the yearbook superlative. He's thrust back into Ivy's world. I didn't quite understand that either because I don't know, maybe things have changed, but in my mind, a superlative is like you have the class best hair, right? So how is that? So you take a picture with a thing and then that's over. So I'm not sure how that's thrusted back into her world. So that was a little bit confusing. And then Mm -hmm. I didn't understand like their relationship, like the talkative girl. So are they didn't talk before they did talk there. Are they ex best friends? Are they not ex best friends? And so I don't think they are because she can't hold a conversation with him or so the relationship overall, just, I was confused about. Did you have any thoughts about it, Lane? I actually thought the exact same thing. I I was thinking, what are the goals? What are the motivation? What's the conflict here? Because I run into this a lot in queries where they tell me what happens. This person does that, but there's no motivation. There's no conflict. There's no goal mentioned. For example, what does, I don't even remember their names, what Vincent, does Vincent or Ivy? Yeah, what do they yeah, want? Vincent right? or Ivy. What does Vincent want? What's his motivation for it? And what's the conflict? So it sounds like the conflicts are the rumors going around. But if they're friends, okay, so what? Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. There's no goals listed here. So I'm not really sure what we're trying to work toward in any way. And even if they're quiet goals, right? That's fine. They can have quiet goals. It doesn't have to be, they have to save the world from the endless power of evil that is now oppressing all of humanity. That doesn't have to be the goal of it. And we can bring into that, that also doesn't have to be the stakes. The very last line is that they're at risk of losing their connection. But why does that matter? Like, how is that their stakes? How is that the end of their world? It doesn't have to be end of the world. It just has to be end of their world. And how is that the end of their world? It's just really not clear. Overall, I think it sounds like a really cute story. I would probably still look at the pages myself just because I am a sucker for YA contemporary (laughs) stories. And I love really good voice. And I love the bio I thought was great and explained a little bit more of their motivation for this story. And that always is another thing that ticks it up a notch for me for wanting to look at pages. Yeah, when I see the personal connection and like why they were motivated to tell the story, it just turns it up that dial just a touch. And I would definitely look at the pages and just try to see if I could suss out what some of those things are that are going on here. But Mm -hmm. overall, I think the query could use a little bit more sharpening. Who are the main characters? What are their goals? What stands in their way? What happens if they fail? Yeah, it it, it feels like just a friendship that gets thrown into turmoil and that's fine and all, but like you said, it has to feel bigger than that. The, it has to feel big for them. Yes. It's funny. We are so different because I don't care what someone's motivation is for telling the story. I, I care in nonfiction. That's totally different because that's often platform driven and why you're the person to write that book for fiction Personal connection doesn't matter as much to me as long as, for example, if you're an archaeologist writing a novel about archaeology, cool, that's awesome. But otherwise, it doesn't really matter that much 
And I wonder if it's because I do horror and thriller and I'm not expecting people to be like, oh, yeah, my mother got murdered. So I wrote a book about a mother getting murdered. Right. Or I'm actually a serial killer. And so I'm writing a book about being a serial killer. (laughs) Yes. But if it has to do with social issues, I think that's totally different. Like I have clients who write books about immigration and class and landlord tenant slumlord issues otherwise i think i just love a good horror story that's fair i think a lot of times as a writer myself i see how we put ourselves into fiction and so that's why that little touch of like why this was important for me to write why i felt like i had to get this on the page i guess that's why i like those little things is because i know that even in fiction these stories are very can can be very personal Whoever you are, Anonymous, we hope that was helpful to you and helping sharpening up your queries. Give us a little bit more stakes. Let us know who or what the goals of your main characters are and what's their conflict, what's standing in their their way. And of course, what happens if they fail? Are you ready for another one? Yes. Okay. Again, I'm going to preface this with I will pronounce things incorrectly (laughs) because I am a terrible reader. Okay. So please forgive me. Dear Agent. I'm excited to query you with my adult romantic fantasy novel title. I'm not telling titles. Approximately 80,000 words. Set in modern day Nigeria, this story blends magical realism with a poignant love story which appeals to the fans of That Spells Disaster by Tori Ann Martin and The X-Hex by Aaron Sterling. In Chihuahua town, Nika and Enzwani, a witch gra- uh, grappling with a family curse, owns Ezwani Pastries, famous for its magical puff treats. Facing her 10th and last life, Nika must find true love or be lost to an internal void. Dakuru Williams, a Nigerian-American financial consultant, visits home years after he lost his father, only to be swept away into a web of arranged marriages and startling realities where myths come alive with secrets. As Nika and Dakuru cross paths, they find themselves caught in the web of ancient magic, family secrets, and forbidden love that challenges the very fabric of their existence. Their journey is more than a quest for love. It's a collision of two worlds. Dakuru's logical mindset clashes and then harmonizes with the mystical elements surrounding Nika. Their budding relationship triggers unforeseen complications putting not only their love, but also their lives at stake. Title is the first in a planned book series and a story about the love of my Nigerian culture and upbringing. An editor at Ballantyne showed interest during pitch event. Don't read their bio out loud, but the bio was done very well. And thank you so much for taking the time to read my work. Sincerely, Anonymous. That's a great, here is why I wrote the book, my relationship to the story. That's perfect. That's great. Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to start from the top down. Does that sound fair? I thought the first paragraph worked really well. The title, the metadata, that was great. It told us exactly what we were in for. Adult romantic fantasy set in modern day Nigeria. So it gave us a grounding location, which I thought was really great. And also gave us great comp titles that seemed relevant and recent. I thought that was really well done. Anything from you? I have to actually really agree. I thought it was fantastic. I was super 
interested. And it sounds like a romanticy, but I don't know if romanticy has to be second world. It has to be fantasy. Yeah, that's the romanticy is basically fantasy, but with romance. Oh, okay. So this would be like a contemporary romantic. So it would definitely be something I would pass on to another agent here because obviously I don't necessarily represent that, but I would request pages. I think it's fantastic. I have nothing bad to say about that query. Nothing. Okay. I have a couple things that I think that may maybe could help a little bit, but 80,000 okay. words I thought was great. The only thing that got a little bit confusing to me is that I understand that Nika is in her 10th life, which I think is fascinating. And I really love the puff treats. I was sold at magical puff treats, honestly. But I wasn't quite understood Kuru and what he's all about and how he is swept into arranged marriages because it's plural. I'm not quite sure how that piece of it works and how they're connected exactly. Is she someone that he is being arranged to be married to? Or how does that work? So that's the only kind of place where I faltered in all of this was I just wasn't quite sure of their connection. Um, but I thought the stakes were really well done. I would definitely look at the pages again, just to see what it's about. One note I'm going to mention about this one and Lane can disagree with me, but the okay. idea that it says it is the first in a planned book series, this kind of throws a red flag to me for the reason that I'm questioning, does this book stand alone? Can it stand alone? Or is this just the start of a more epic story that's going to be told and it needs subsequent novels in order to finish? Does that make sense? Yeah. In my opinion, I think any book, I don't care what it is, any book can be a series book. If there is enough interest in it and the publisher throws enough money at you, you're going to write another book in that series, right? I don't think you have to ever tell us that it's a series potential. I think that's a given. Again, if you tell us, it's not a bad thing. I just don't think it's necessary. I think any book can be a series. Mm. But I think by saying that it is definitely the first in a planned series, I think that can be hard because like how many books are we talking about? A planned series of two, a planned series of 10. Are you telling me that now that I have to sell two books 10 books in order for the story to be told? Like, where are we drawing the line here? Thoughts about series books? I think you're right. And I did not realize I don't submit stuff saying it has series potential because I was going to say, I think it's fine to say this has series potential. And I'm sure I do that. But thinking back, I don't. Editors may come along and ask, is this a standalone or does it have series potential? And my go-to is always, oh, it has series potential, of course. Everything does. Any yeah. book. I don't care what the book is. It could even have everyone die at the end, and you can make a prequel. You could make a spinoff. You can bring in side characters. It, no yeah. matter what, there is a way to extend the story if, if there is a want for it. Yes. And like Cynthia Paleo's Children of Chicago the Shoemaker's Magician that came out in 2023, it's not necessarily a sequel, but it's in the same world, same universe. There's characters from it. And filmmakers have asked, is this a series? So I, I do think anything can be a series. And I know that's what happened with Josh Mallerman's Bird Box, because he had originally written Bird Box. It was done. 
the movie came out. Everyone loved it. So he did a sequel called Mallory, which I haven't read. I probably should have, but I didn't. Unless this book cannot stand on its own, I think you should take that piece of it out. Because any book can be a series. If you want to say that it has series potential, I think you can do that. But by stating that it is a definite first in a planned series, that just makes it a little bit harder because... As an agent, I'm trying to sell the book, right? And yeah, of course we want to sell multiple books. We would love to do multiple book deals at all times, right? That's, we want to do that. We try to do that. But we can't go in and say, okay, editor, I'm going to need you to buy these three books. Because then the editors, wait a minute, what's the sales record? Like Getting that through acquisitions, I think makes it a little bit tougher too for them. Yes, I wish we could say, give us three books. Four books. I'd say, give me 10 books. 10. Just keep them on forever. This is now your author. You're welcome. Make them famous. Yep. Give me 100,000 for 10 books. Give me a million. I want a million dollars. Just a cool meal. It's fine. Again, the bio is really great. Lots of specifics on why they would be good to write the book and some of their knowledge of the industry. So I thought that was really well done. Anonymous, great job. I think that you're ready to go. You know what would be great? If you didn't, let us know why. If you did, let us know why. Let us know what you think would be more helpful in future episodes. If it was your query being read, for example, like what would you want to know? So maybe that would be helpful. And feel free to drop us an update in the email. I think it's queryconundrum at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us for Anne Rose's Quelling Your Query Conundrum. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our channels.